0: Welcome to Keeping It Real with Shana Recker, the podcast for entrepreneurial sisters looking for unfiltered and authentic advice on how to navigate your network marketing business through all the ups and downs of life. I'm your host, Shana Recker, a six-figure network marketing business owner and mindset coach, and my guests and I keep it super real here for you. Welcome to today's episode. All right, everybody. I am super excited to bring you the amazing Sue Bersick. Sue, am I saying that right? First of all, I'm going to say it's Bersick. Sometimes, but I usually go by Susan. Susan Bursick. Awesome. So I am bringing you guys today a really special guest. Uh, Sue and I actually met for the first time a couple weeks ago when we were both speaking at the same uh, event for your one of your network marketing teams, I think it was. And I was invited to speak, which was such an honor and a pleasure, and I had so much fun and I got to meet you. I feel like I've known you because we're on the socials and we know the same people. We kind of run the same circles, but we've never physically met. So I was so happy when we actually got the opportunity to do that uh, at that training day. And uh, listening to you speak, I just wanted to share you with our audience here today because you just have such an amazing vibe about you. You're very like... I want to say, like you, have got this calmness about you, which I love because I think I'm super hyper. So maybe it's why I'm attracted because it's like I'm this way and you're that way, and we kind of yin and yang. But I loved the way you trained and what you spoke about, and
1: I just knew that uh, the audience had to hear from you today. So welcome, Susan. Thank you so much. I'm totally excited to share space with you, and I, I totally felt the same way. Like when you, you know, you connect with people that you feel like are on a similar journey to you on social media, and so when you know Lisa and Jerry from my team said that you were speaking. I was super excited to get the, the real deal experience. And then when you were up there talking, I'm like, Yes, this yes, everything was like this girl speaks my language. She yeah. has the same passion for this industry that I do and yeah. it's just awesome to find those those nuggets in this, you know, vast space of people that are really, really passionate about what they do. So yeah.
0: It's, it's so cool to see, like, I love those kind of events because, you know, we're, we're all like the same, but different, you know, we all have the same goals. We're all excited about this business and we're all passionate about sharing it. And, and it doesn't matter whether we're in the same company or not. We all love each other. And that's the best thing about this industry. I love that. So you guys, Sue, Susan, I want to call you Sue because I know a few Sue's, but Susan is um, a mom of two boys and actually we were supposed to do this yesterday, but one of your little guys, he needed a mommy day. So we, we we moved it, which is totally cool because I get all that stuff. I have two boys myself. Um, She lives in Dorchester, Ontario. She guys, she's a top, like I'm, I'm not just like top, like top, top leader in her network marketing business. She's one of the Canadian founders in her company, you guys, I cannot wait to hear a little bit more about that. Um, she lives her life with the glass half full, which I love that we want to rub that off onto our community. Um, and she's driven by helping women utilize their existing skills uh, in their network marketing opportunity. So I want to touch back on that. But I, I I love starting these chats by hearing how, what was life like before network marketing? And how did you get introduced to it? And what was all the stuff? Because you know, we all got this stuff when we hear about network marketing for the first time, we're like, Hmm, okay. So, Like let's just start there.
1: I'd love to hear that. That sounds good. Um, you know what? I actually grew up around network marketing, although I didn't realize it at the time. My mom was a stay-at-home mom, and I, you know, it's it's funny because it's taken me uh, becoming an adult myself to realize that I still always looked at her as mom first, right? But she did, you know, a few different network marketing um, jobs while I was growing up, and I would always, you know, see her her sharing products or educating or having, you know, things that she was packaging up and sending out to, uh, to other people, and I, you know, really had no idea. Idea that it was an industry. It was just something that my mom did. And, um, I, when I graduated from high school, I came here to London and took fashion merchandising at, uh, Fanshawe College
0: mm-hmm.
1: and really felt like, um, you know, I, I loved kind of the idea of business and fashion, and so that program was really appealing to me. Um, I had kind of always envisioned myself growing up and being a teacher, and then just kind of got steered in a different direction and came down and took that program and uh, started working at The Gap. So I was just, mm-hmm. you know, I was 19. I was living on my own for the first time. I had worked retail jobs as, when I was in high school and wanted to kind of continue that because it was what was familiar to me and started working at The Gap. And when I finished my um, program at Fanshawe, I was hired on as a manager mm-hmm. and spent five years with the company and really got a taste for what it kind of felt like to be sort of in the game of business and mm-hmm. leading people. Mm-hmm. And Uh, you know, you know, sourcing out talent and and finding people that are the right fit for the job and had a lot of really great leadership poured into me at a very young age. Mm. Um, And then after about five years, I kind of followed one of my most influential managers to a new company. And I, uh, joined American Eagle from that point mm-hmm. I stayed there pretty much up until I, I had my first son. So for eight or nine years, I was in a management role. I was, you know, managing different stores and going out and training in different areas and, and recruiting and all of that and really, truly loved what I did. I, you know, there's, there's something to say for having a, a same schedule from week to week versus yeah. a schedule that's all over the place. And that's what retail is, right? You're <laughs> weekends, your holidays, like literally now at being a parent, it's like the busiest times of (laughs) is when it's busy in retail as well. And, but I loved that. I loved having, you know, that varying schedule and managing teams and and bringing great people together. Um, And then when I had my first son in, uh, he was born in 2012, Mm -hmm. I really, spent that maternity leave year in a real place of like fear. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it was the first time I ever kind of took my own health and (laughs) well-being or like, I was like, oh my gosh, I I never, I just all of a sudden felt like, wow, I have a lot to live for right now. Mm -hmm. And just experienced a lot of dread at the thought of going back to that mm-hmm. crazy schedule. And how was I going to make that work when really my mama heart had just exploded and that I wanted to just be home. Mm-hmm. Right. Still very interested in, in creating a source of income to come into our house. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to hear that. Power, mm-hmm. you know? mm-hmm. I still wanted to contribute. So I just remember spending a lot of nights rocking him <laughs> in a state of like worry mm-hmm. and unknown. And, um, and so, you know, my husband and I kind of talked through some different scenarios and we agreed that, okay, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back to that work full time, but let's figure something out. You know, you've got to have some income to be able to bring into, to the home. And at that time I was kind of dabbling in an experience with a network marketing company with my mom more so because I just loved this like newfound um, industry of women who were mm-hmm. you know, creating things on their term, um, rising up with their gifts. I, I I had never heard the term personal development before, <laughs> or creating whatever you want on your terms. But it was like that answer that I had kind of spent that maternity leave, like searching for, was starting to be evident within network marketing. Mm-hmm. And so it was, you know, that, that, that experience wasn't necessarily the right fit. I didn't have that like aha moment Mm -hmm. as to how it all really works, but I was super, fell super in love with with the, the model. Right. Yeah. Um, and so anyways, during that time when I decided that, I, that we would stay home, we had recently moved to Dorchester. Um, my little guy, I think he was about a year and a half. And that old dream of wanting to be a teacher was kind of playing back. And I thought, you know, like, I think I think it would be the time for me to open up a home daycare. I can, you know, utilize my, my love for little ones, my desire to teach and kind of care for people. And we had a, a space that would kind of be conducive to that. Um, so I opened that and, you know, loved my days of just feeling like, I could provide some financial support to my family, but be home, yes. not having to leave the house every day, disconnect from him. Um, but around that same time was also when my current network marketing company fell into my lap. Mm. So. Yeah from like a business standpoint, I wasn't necessarily out searching for an answer. I thought I'd kind of solved that for my family with having the home daycare. Mm -hmm. But I also had this real pull to my upline who had introduced me. I had been taking, you know, throughout my maternity leave, I'd been taking a lot of her wellness programs and really just Mm -hmm. kind of up-leveling my own health and wellness, like bite-sized pieces, right? Which was really um, attractive to me to feel like I don't have to overhaul and become this like new person all at once, but it's, it's about layering in those habits that can be sustained. Mm. And so there was something that was just, you know, pulling me to say yes to whatever it was she was offering. And of course, like the products that we used were a no brainer. I was like, well, this makes sense. This is just the next piece of the wellness puzzle. Um, I I would need this tool in my life anyways. But Mm -hmm. because I had already developed such a a love for the the business model. I was like, yeah. oh, I can see where this, this can work. And, um, really that was kind of when the lights went off for me that this is something that I can take all my previous skills and experiences mm-hmm. and make work in this business with the consistency in the small pockets of time. And so, you know, I spent, I don't even think I finished a full year of having the home daycare because I started to realize that there was enough momentum happening. You know, at the time I was using nap time and oh, and after all the spaces the time, and places, the night time, right? You're just excited. You're fired up. So you sacrifice sleep to, to get mm-hmm. out there and, and share and learn. And so that was starting to pick up enough momentum that I had this moment where I'm like, okay, I, there's no extra time left in my day to give to my network marketing business, I feel really confident that if I say no to the home daycare, you know, in the next couple of months, that what the time that I'm going to free up from that is going to continue to fuel my business that I've been building in the small pockets of my day. Mm -hmm. And so did that and have never looked back. (laughs) I love it. I love it.
0: And you brought, like, I wrote so many notes in there because there's so many, there's so many things that I want to just kind of take apart in yeah. what you were sharing there. And, and, uh, the first one being like, you know, when people start this business and they, you know, cause a lot of times, you know, when you start the business, like you become a lifer, it's like, you're so excited about your product and you're in and you're all these things. But sometimes that isn't, that isn't the, the right thing, right? Like it might not be the right product. It might not be the right system. It might not be something. And then we, we feel guilty about wanting to leave or make a change or a shift. But you know, in your instance, like you recognize that and you, you made the shift, right? And how was that
1: experience for you when you did that? Yeah, I remember holding some guilt, right? Because there was literally nothing wrong with the products, nothing wrong with the people. They're just, it It just came down to feeling... little bit more authentic in one space than the other. And I just tried to honor and follow that. Yeah. And I think that's important
0: to talk about because that's the thing. I think there's, there's, there's a bit of that, like, Oh, if you leave, you know, shame on you for leaving and all, and all that stuff. But you, we have to, as network marketers, you know, have an understanding that what we do might not be a fit for everybody. And there might be something else that could, could better obviously benefit somebody in a different way. And, and you finding this new company, obviously you flourish there and it was more in a, in a, in a, in alignment for you, which is important to be able to recognize, I think. And, you know, know that if you're feeling that in your business and you're feeling that maybe this isn't working, but you're scared to make the transition, know that it's okay. You know, yeah right? Because yeah. your success today is because you recognize that and, and took the chance and and made the switch. So absolutely. I love that. And, and you, you know, building this business while you're on maternity leave, like girlfriend, I'm with you on that. I started when my little guy was four and a half weeks old mm-hmm. and talk about the sacrifices. Like what were some of the sacrifices that you had to make in that time? Because it's so important for people to understand that you do have to sacrifice to make that this work.
1: work. <laughs> so let's chat about that. Yeah, that was, I was more building like during my, my second maternity leave, which is such, I, I really look back and, and it's the, the, the whole experience of mat leave for both. It's so polarizing because that mm-hmm. first one was really felt like I said, in a, in a space of fear and unknown and feeling like I, I just didn't have the answers versus building it Having a maternity leave, where I was in the middle of building something, I had no time to do to spend worrying right My time rocking my baby was when I was posting or catching up on messages um you know nursing in the middle of the night you're you're getting back to people that you couldn't answer right <laughs> to today. <laughs> Yeah. So I really have so, so many cool memories about the early days of my business anchored in to that first maternity leave. Like yes, in a way it's a blur, but I took him to every event. Like he, he hopped on planes with me all over the place because again, network marketing is like one of those few experiences for women where it is all about nurturing Motherhood role and the business, which is like what a gift, right? To yeah. to have that because I think that year off, like you know, for your, our listeners in Canada, it's a year, and, and in other places, it's not. And I it, like yeah. you know, there's no there's no magic amount of time, but at least in Canada, we have we have the ability to get you know, get our thoughts together around this new yeah. role and, and, and how we're pulled in different directions. So I just think, you know, for, for people that are at home that have that desire to want to start to plant seeds in that first year, it's a great opportunity, right? Because you're oh. in your home and nesting and take care of, um, thoughts are, are very easily put into a, into a business. If you want to be, want to be able to capitalize on, on that extra time that you have. And that's, that's how I saw it too. I was kind of like, you know, I have this year. I can sit back and
0: eat bonbons and take care of my baby and just chill or I can like get busy and make this work because I always say like I sacrificed a lot in my first year. You know, there were times where I wasn't there to put... You know, I had three kids at the time, but my youngest was four and a half weeks old like to put them to bed. I, I left, I had to go to my conference that was three, four days away. And my youngest was only four months old. Mm-hmm. You know, Those were things that I had to sacrifice, but I got it all back by building a business strong enough that I didn't have to go back to my full-time career as, as much as, you know, you said you were able to shut down the daycare and you do that. And now my kids have me all the time. Like, you know, so in this, in this business, we do have to recognize that there has to sometimes be sacrifices made in order yeah. to build, you know, a, a big, strong, stable organization. Absolutely. And 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 to, and to let go of the mom guilt. Right. Because yeah. my kids don't your kids don't remember any of the stuff. My kids don't remember me not tucking them in or doing the oh. doing the things or reading the books. Yeah. You know, but they remember the trips that I get to take them on now. They remember me picking them up from school, right? Absolutely. So yeah. it's worth it. I hate the mom guilt thing. Um, um and, in yeah, so it's, it's, it is a good time to, to take advantage of that and to really work. And like, there were times where I remember like there's dishes in the sink, laundry piled up and I've got one like on my arm, you know, breastfeeding and I'm typing messages with one finger <laughs> trying to get stuff out. Right. Cause that was just the time I had and, and we had to do it, but it was so worth it. It was so worth it one of the other things you mentioned too, and I, and I think this is so important, you know, when you were looking at the, um, you know, shutting down of the daycare, you know, you had that decision to make, like, I, I love how you mentioned that, you know you you just decided that you knew that if you did this it was going to be okay. Can you talk a little bit about that because I know there's people out there listening to this who do work full time, you know, they're kind of attached to that income, they're a bit afraid to kind of take the leap and really, you know, go all into their network marketing business. So can you share a little bit about what you went through in that time of shutting that down and how that felt?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that's a really relatable talk- topic for a lot of people, right? They want to experience this different lifestyle, but it- We all need our bills paid, right? We all need to know that that the finances are covered. And and this is why I think that people need to know that a network marketing business that is going to pay you or match you your full-time income, Mm -hmm. it doesn't happen overnight. It's generally not something that people can quit their job after a year, you know, like we're both, a, a, you know, a case where you, we can teach people. Yeah, it's possible. Um, but this is where like the belief has to have been super locked in at the beginning.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I talk a lot with my team about really looking to kind of seal up any gaps of doubt that you have in your Mm -hmm. business, right? Mm -hmm. Because You need everybody on board with this business plan. Um, you know, I, I can remember having, you know, team meetings where the topic would come up that they, they don't have the support at home. And, you know, they feel that sense of the dishes are piling up, the laundry's piling up. And although you feel like those are still important jobs, they're not necessarily the jobs that are moving your business forward, right? And like nine times out of ten, when I asked, like, have you ever really sat down with your husband and said, like, I am doing a business here. Like, this is what I want. This is, you know, I actually need to be out of the house a couple nights a week. And a lot of times they were like, no, I haven't, I've never really said that. Right. If you've got any, any gaps or any, any areas of weakness in your belief system or having everybody on board, network marketing is the easiest thing to go first, right? It's Mm. not, you're not necessarily getting paid an hourly wage. Well, you're not, you're not getting paid an hourly wage and you're not, nobody's going to you for not showing up for two weeks, mm-hmm. it's going to, people have to realize it's going to take you that much longer to reach the point where you feel like you have that freedom to, or security um, within what your business is generating to, to say goodbye to the part-time yeah. job or the full-time job. And oftentimes the spouse, that's what they need to see, right? They're not necessarily going to understand the ins and outs of the, the people that you're developing and the time that it takes to nurture people and that there's, you know, uh, Really, I feel like in this industry, all we have 100% certainty over is our products, right? (laughs) You know that those are solid, but with people, like we're leading a bunch of volunteers, right? It's like herding cats some days. (laughs) Yeah. You have no certainty that that the people on your team are going to show up every day, right? So there's there's that risk. So that's where you, as the leader of your life and the leader of your business journey, you have to be the one that's like 100% unshakable in what you're doing because the bulk of your team needs that from you. Mm -hmm. They're wavering. They'll, you know, they'll keep taking those baby steps behind you. And Mm -hmm. that's essentially what ends up, you know, holding, holding an organization together is having that person who is like, I believe in it. I believe in it. And if you yeah. feel like the person who led you is believing in it, it helps to build your belief as well. Um, you know, so that was kind of a rant. But yeah, when, when it comes to making that decision of, of stepping away, it's you really got to take a solid look at how much you believe in yourself, that if that solid income is done and you're going to say goodbye to it, you have enough belief in yourself. Mm hmm. To- others that you, that you can pull it off. Right. And I, I believe that
0: in the power of decision, and this is something I talk, talked about in that session we did together, but when you make a decision in your heart, And you know, without a doubt that this is what you're doing and, and you're going to make it work no matter what, when you make that kind of decision. And that's not just words. That's a feeling. Like when you made that decision to shut down the daycare, when I made the decision to leave my full-time graphic design career, and yes, it was scary, but in the same breath, I also knew that I was going to do it. I knew I was going to do it. I had no idea how it was going to look. I didn't know what the outcome was really going to be, but I like you said I believed that I could and I there was evidence all around me that it worked. So yeah. I knew that if they could I could and I was like it, you 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 have to take that leap of faith in order for things
1: to actually come together. And you probably felt similar to what I did that I had more excitement than I did moments of, of worry or fear. I was like yeah okay, I'm free. I can really go at this, you know, instead of feeling like, oh man, like the security's gone. Like, yeah, I think when you're leading up to that decision, you should know that, that the moment it's done, that the excitement is going to be like off the charts.
0: Yeah. And it does, it opens you up. It opens up your brain space, you know, to some degree where you can stop worrying and thinking about, should I, or shouldn't I should, you know, indecision is the one thing that will like, it makes you feel out of sorts. You can't think a solid thought when you're an in indecision. Once you make the decision, it's like that thing comes off your back and your wings come out and you go. Right. Um, so I love that. And it's so, it's so, so true. So, um, and I love how you talk about the gaps of doubt, like those are so important. Cause like we, those things that we, you know, like the talking to your husband and, and letting your family be a part of the business, like, you know, bringing them, bringing them in, in into the picture and having everybody understand what we're working towards and, and, and the vision, like, getting your family on board with the vision, like, like me not doing the dishes and me not doing the laundries because I'm building something that's going to allow our family, you know, do X, Y, and Z or bring daddy home or go on that vacation together every single year, like pull them into the vision so that they understand. And maybe, you know, they'll be helping out a little bit more because they, they know why mommy's out tonight. Yeah. So in, in having those, those big conversations, I love that. I want to talk about leadership because you mentioned leadership, um, as part of your role before network marketing. And now that you're in network marketing, let's talk about what it really means to be a leader, because I think, um, some people get scared about becoming leaders because they don't know exactly what that is going to require of them. Um, and I think that there, I think that it's a, it's an important topic because even if you're a team of one, you're still leading, you're still you're still leading yourself. Right. And, um, and so let's talk about that. So what, what are some of the things that when you think of leader, what, what comes up for you?
1: Yeah. You know what? I love what you just said about leading yourself. And I think that that's, I just kind of had a new aha moment around that, that this is actually a business or an experience that really, does well for people that are leading themselves first, right? Mm -hmm. Whether that is really taking care of yourself mentally or physically or um, spiritually, knowing that you're filled up so that you have something to pour into others. I think Mm -hmm. we all need to start there, Mm -hmm. but you're right. I, I talk a lot about people getting really uncomfortable with the leadership title because they're like, well, geez, I've, I've never led anybody, but I, I really think that like, no matter what, people do whether you are an employee or you look after a family member there is something that you do in your daily life life that that is a, a leadership role you know and there's so many things that that translate if we actually kind of dissected it and looked at it in that way is like you know who do you take care of who do you show mm-hmm. up and check on or who you know teachers like all these people that have whether it's customer service or healthcare or teaching and education like we're all we may not look at it as leadership but we're showing up and providing value and service and care and that's really what we all do in this business model as well. But I think I think the piece about like leading yourself first is is so key because this isn't the experience where somebody's going to say, "Hey, you didn't clock in at eight o'clock," or you didn't, you know, you didn't ask for the time off. It's it, you have to have a lot of um, awareness around. Mm-hmm. In your best space as well. And I actually just said to my team a couple weeks ago, I said, you know, guys, like if you ever notice that there's like a huge gap of time where I haven't popped on and done like a Facebook Live or something, you would probably assume that I haven't been taking great care of myself, <laughs> not leading myself first with the health and wellness. And so when you don't feel vibrant, yeah. That you're going to pour into others in, in the best way possible, right? So true. this is just one of those really cool things that this business will pay you mm-hmm. to, continue to put yourself first. And again, oh, yeah. that's another like whole topic that you could dive into around women and that's not generally putting ourselves
0: first. Yeah. right? Well, and it goes back to a lot of the things like the mom guilt and all those things. Like, you know, we, we, we all of a sudden become parents and we think that everything has to revolve around our children all the time. Yeah. And I don't, I personally don't believe that it's, it's good for your kids to not see you take care of yourself and sometimes have to put up boundaries and, you know, be able to say, no, honey, I can't go to that thing tonight because mommy has to go and do this, you know, because it's for whatever the business, the family, the whatever. Right. So, um, I, I think it's like, I always call it the oxygen mask theory. You know, you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you can put it on, on your children, you know? And so it's the same thing with self-care, same thing for your business, same thing for, for all that stuff. And I want to talk about that, the self, the self piece, because it sounds like that's an important thing for you. And I want to, I want to go back to that in a second, but, um, the other thing with leadership, like, I think sometimes when, when, when people hear like, you know, you, you the leadership titles or becoming a leader, you know, they think of like, oh, all of a sudden I have to manage everybody. I'm going to have to like mm-hmm. put schedules together and I got to manage the calls and I got to do all this kind of like work stuff. But really what being a leader is, 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 is one being a good person, you know, being positive. Like it doesn't always mean you all of a sudden have new responsibilities because you're a leader. It just means it's the that people are watching you, so just yeah. you know, do a good do a good job of being a good person. That's part of being a leader. Is just you know, doing going first, you know, taking risks, showing your team that like you're showing up and just even showing up, being on the calls, going to the meetings, like that's part of being a leader. Right. So it's, I think sometimes, you know, people, sh- they may get afraid to promote within their company because they're afraid if they get that leadership title, all of a sudden it's going to be new responsibilities for them. Yeah. But really it's just the same at, at the top of the company. And at the the very start levels, we all do the same work. We're all doing right. the same stuff. It's just the higher you go, the more people who are watching you. So you just need to show up and do the right things. Right.
1: And a lot of times the leadership is really just sharing every time you've learned something, right. Yes. Like people that go to the events or watch the webinars or watch the trainings or listen to the podcasts and do nothing with the information. That's, that's leaving a whole gap of leadership opportunity. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I teach within my team that like, you don't have to have it all figured out, but gosh, if you've just listened to something good that lit a light bulb, you share that, you put that out. And that's where the actual leadership starts is, is you giving, giving, giving what you're learning. It doesn't have to be like the rocket science or the beautifully thought out quote. It's just, we yeah. hey, just have this like aha moment. And this is where it's kind of playing in my business right now
0: just sharing that, right? Just, just being able to step up and share what you've learned. You always are learning to teach always, yeah. you know, like that's the thing, learning to teach, learning to be able to, and, and that's how, you know, you really got something is when you've been able to teach it to somebody else, right? When you learn something and then you can share it and teach it to somebody else, that's how, you know, it's, it's, it's in here. Mm-hmm. It's in your head. You've got it. Um, I love that. Leadership is such an important topic because, you know, like I say, we all start, we, we all enter into the network marketing and we don't have a boss. We don't have somebody who's telling us what to do. And so we have to literally step into a leadership role, like right in the very beginning, um, because nobody is, nobody is, I mean, there are people who are helping you, you know, in your business and they're leading you, but at the end of the day, you know, you are the one who has to basically lead yourself. I love it. So Um, speaking of, you know, just a day to day, like staying organized, because obviously you have a huge team and you've been building this for how many years exactly? Almost five, five years. So you've built up a huge team. So what are some of your top tips for staying organized with, you know, all of the things that we just talked about. Cause you know, we do even, you know, we do have to do the calls. We do have to do the trainings. We do have to do all the stuff. So what are some of the things that you do? Maybe it's tech tools, maybe it's software, maybe it's just routine stuff. Like how do you keep on top of all of this stuff?
1: Yeah. I am definitely not the queen of organized, so I can tell you how I make no. it work. <laughs> Good to hear that, because neither am I. <laughs> I am very much a, I, I don't want to say fly by the seat of my pants, but I'm <laughs> very much a, I will give you my best and show up in my best when it's like, the, like the, the moment is there. I get really uncomfortable with a highly controlled schedule, and I have dabbled in and out of all kinds of different ways to try and serve my team. Um, you know, you go you go through those early stages where it's like the back and forth messaging of like, can you meet now? Can you talk yeah. now? How about yeah. this? How about this? that. Right. And that starts to feel stressful. So then I, you know, I've used tools like your Calendly. I've used one called schedule once. Um, and that was for a certain season in my business where I was kind of mentoring a lot of different people. Um, but then I kind of found like, gosh, I hated opening up my calendar and seeing where other people have kind of dictated where I, where I need to be. Yes. Um, so I am maybe at like a, I guess you, you, kind of connect with what I'm saying, but I don't know if I do. common in this business because you tend to always like admire the people that have it all figured out and are very structured. Or well, it's perception too, right?
0: Because I look at you and go like, holy crap, I would have thought you were the most organized like, you know, person, right? Just because we, the perception, right? But it's, totally. it's very refreshing to know that,
1: that you don't feel that you are because I know that's something I struggle with too. Yeah. Yeah. And really, I think it's like, you just need to let go of what, like the shoulds, right? And you think yeah. about, okay. Do I serve best when I can pop up randomly and do a call with my team where I'm, you know, I can't always schedule out when I'm going to feel super vibrant and super inspired. Like that's more by the seat of my pants. But this fall, I did start kind of dabbling with a more structured schedule because I thought like... As your teams grow, you realize that sort of you're needing to reach different levels of people and serve them in different ways. I kind of look at my role now as just sort of filling in the gaps where I maybe have teams or leaders growing where they're maybe under somebody who's not confident enough yet to lead a call. Yeah, And I don't, I hate seeing or hate feeling like people are slipping through the cracks. Yes, haven't like connected with that person who just speaks the language that they need. So I sort of have a, a calendar out where I do a once a month biz opportunity call so that's mm-hmm. that's for me to be able to offer out you know to anybody new that I'm connecting with but it also allows people on my team who aren't comfortable enough yet to talk mm-hmm. about the biz opportunity to plug them into something at least once a month mm-hmm. I do a launch your biz call as well again for my own personal enrollments but for anybody who's not com- comfortable launching yeah um, and then I, I try and cater with like an open team call to my general team where it's just about the basics of, you know, the, the very basic things yeah. about being engaged in your business. And then what I'm going to be doing going forward to serve my higher level leaders is partnering up with another cross line um, leader. leader who has a different story, a different spin, because I love learning from mm. Oh, for sure. It's it's such a cool industry where we can tap into anybody's magic, you know, so much stuff is accessible. So yeah, just at a point now where I'm kind of starting to leverage some cross line relationships to have them pour into some of my higher level leaders um, who maybe just need to hear it a different way or feel inspired by something new.
0: I love that. And, and also um, I'm a big fan of masterminds too. So it's like, for me, it's like, I take my, my leaders that are in my, my central organization and we'll do, we've just actually, this is new for us, but because of the work that I'm doing in my own mastermind and seeing the results I'm getting with my own mastermind is that, my leaders and I, we need to be in a mastermind where we get on a call, we share, you know, our win, we're sharing what we're working on and then ideas for how we can, you know, make this incentive or that incentive or whatever the company's doing, how can we maximize it for our teams and all that kind of stuff. And there's there's so much power in getting multiple brains together in a call and just having that time to just brainstorm. And we're all equals. Like just because my level's higher than their level, it doesn't mean I know more whatever. We all share ideas and it's so great And it allows the, the leaders to like rise up, right. And be, and you know, when their ideas are, you know, like, wow, that's a really great idea. We should implement that. They start to feel more like the leader, right. Because they're, they're, they're being heard and the suggestions are being used. So those are great, great things. And it also, those calls that you're doing, you know, filling in those gaps, also is a great way to make sure that the duplication of the system mm-hmm. is happening down deep. Cause I'm sure as you've noticed, sometimes you get deep into an organization you're like, you guys are doing what? <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> we made up that. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. Some of those fun things. Um, okay. So I want to just ask you too, because you mentioned the word seasons and I love this. I actually did a, a podcast about this a while ago about the seasons in our business. Now, can you share a little bit about maybe a season in your business that wasn't so great and how did you come through that? Is there a time that you can remember that that maybe you were struggling a little and how did that, how did that come about?
1: Yeah. I was chatting with this with another crossline friend um, last week too about there's there, especially when you've been doing it for a few years, you start to kind of catch, right. That there, yeah. that there's seasons or there's so <laughs> yeah, but it, there's really, there can be stretches and stretches of months where it's just very monotonous, right? There's not, maybe it's a gap between events or, um, you know, things that are, that are really exciting promotion wise. And this is where you really, know whether somebody's truly been doing the work or not because mm. there, in these months it's easy if you're if you're not somebody who can be disciplined enough to still keep doing the little things this is where over a few years you can look back and realize maybe why somebody's not growing or not advancing because yes. there are lots of very plain jane <laughs> unmomentous times in our business right? right if you're not able to to fill up what you need to keep yourself inspired it's easy yes check out, right? So I just, you know, I kind of look back at my last two years where I've um, hit different stages in my business where like things came together, but then there's a whole lot of boring that needs to happen just to keep maintaining what's going on, right? It's not the glamorous. So I kind of look at those seasons where it's really easy to to say to yourself in your head, like, gosh, is anything even happening anymore? Like I'm just Things are sustaining, which is what we always hope and pray for in this business. But gosh, I feel like I'm not growing. And then all of a sudden, after those like four or five quiet months, you're like, oh, somebody new pops up and oh, and you've popped up. And now I'm in this new season where I'm like, nurturing some people who are excited about the business again. Momentum kicks in. And then they're good. And then your head goes back down and it gets boring and quiet again. And yeah. I have just realized now that like, you know, even though those are not like not the months where there's lots of celebrating and growth going on. They're so crucial to mm-hmm. have this in order to have those months where all of a sudden there is momentum mm-hmm. you're more in a place where you're like, yeah, I'm I'm ready to help you. Take this wherever you want. So yeah, no,
0: and I and I I agree. Like the cycles that happen in this business, and I it always it it pains me to see people who quit in the cycles of downtime because those are going to happen in, in, in anything you do, right? Like my husband is a business owner and he has cycles where things are busy and things are not busy. And like, there's just, that's always going to be there. And so like you say, it's learning how to master the mundane in those times where things are quiet mm-hmm. and continuing to keep pushing and continuing to keep asking, and continuing to keep hearing no's and continuing to keep going until the next wave. And, um, I know for me, I started my business on, on a wave, like it went on a wave and then it, it's taken some time to come down. And, and the thing is, is you can't teach somebody else how to go through something like that unless you've been through it yourself. Right. So they're all learning Pieces of the pie. (laughs) Not always fun ones, but that's the thing. It's not always that way. And it's the ones who persevere through those downtimes. I think every time you go down, the reward on the other side is even higher. Yeah. Every time you go and it keeps going. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing I've looked at, um, you know, we've had, we've had trainings where people have shown us the dots of their business right on the months. And yeah. when you look at the chart, the graph, it's, it's lots of ups and downs, ups and downs. But when you zoom out on the graph, even yeah. with all those ups and downs, it's still doing a steady climb up. Right. Yeah. And so sometimes in those down dips, you think, Oh my gosh, like, would you still stay if your business lost a hundred thousand dollars and you yeah. know, a couple months and people are like, Oh my God, no, I'd be out of there. But then when you look you know, four months later, they're, they're in the million dollar mark, right? Like, so it's just all part of the process. And I think the point of this is, if you're listening is just don't, don't, don't quit. (laughs) Don't give up in the times when things get, get quiet, because sometimes we appreciate those quiet times just because we need to like reset and refocus ourselves, right?
1: Yeah. And that's a good point. Those are just as important to, to sometimes take, take those dips for yourself. Right. Like this, I felt like this was the first summer where I really felt okay enough to step away from really being involved in my business and Mm. got really present with my kids. Um, and it's funny because I, I share, um, through rank recognition on my team and and new builders, the four-year career. Right. And it was really like, I had this aha moment that I'm like, that's a real thing. You know, those first four summers, I I didn't step away enough. Um, you know, I stayed really, really into my business and and of course had the guilt like, Oh my God, summer's gone. I didn't do enough stuff. I wasn't in the backyard enough. Um, but this summer I felt, I felt like I was I had earned not earned but just that there was an there was enough where I could check in and out in a way that that still maintained and I knew how to show up with enough impact on on the days that it counted um, to see really that staying committed to those hills and valleys when you look at them over the course of four or five years that they really do paint that that solid climb to a place where a business continues continues to generate for you and And, yeah have those summers with your kids. And And that's why we're doing this is
0: so that we can have summers where we can step away a bit with our children or our families or travel or do the things and so it's funny because we get the mom guilt when we're working on our business, and not being with our kids, but then we get the business guilt when we're like taking the time <laughs> away to be, you know, but that's oh, yeah. what we're working for. So don't feel guilty. Like it's like, enjoy that time and be grateful that you built your business enough so that if something, you know, you didn't want to work for the month so that you could, you know, spend time with your family. Like that's why we're here folks, you know? Yeah. So, and that's amazing. And it's good to recognize that. And that brings us back to, um, we'll, we'll talk about self-care and then I've got, one last question for you because I know I've taken up a lot of your time you've given us so many great value nuggets in this conversation but let's talk a little bit about self-care because this is a business where you can grind yourself you know out of commission I think sometimes we can get you know going 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 and I think that's great but if you don't take time to stop and recharge yourself so what are some of your favorite ways to recharge and take that time
1: I, my best way that I need to do, I would say probably every like two months or so is a full day away from my family. Mm. Shopping is my thing and I love to do it on my own. So (laughs) So when I'm feeling really spread thin or like, I just can't too many, too many thoughts, too many things in my head. I will check out for a day and head to Toronto and, you know, literally cruise them all sometimes for eight hours and have a meal by myself and listen to an audio book on the way down and on the way back. And I feel completely filled up. And then I'm inspired to go again. You know, it doesn't take me long. It's not like I need a a week long vacation. I just have learned to recognize that, okay, I need a day completely by myself. Oh, I love that. and and I've even kind of started to clue into that too with my business. If I'm feeling really creatively blocked, I was asked to speak last, um, last spring to kind of my peer group and above, which Mm was like, Oh my God, what can I possibly tell or teach these people that are where Mm -hmm. I want to be, you know? And I, that was something that was kind of not like self care in the way we think of it. But I thought like, you know, sitting down at my same kitchen table or my same desk, it was like the dead of winter, you know, looking at the same blah, gray, gray day. Yeah, I was just, I think, so creatively blocked. And again, I said to my husband, I'm like, I have to get out of the house. I'm going to book myself a room in Toronto. I'm going to do my, my shopping day. I'm going to get myself back into a place. And then I'm going to sit in my hotel room and bang out all the creativeness that comes back to me. So I think it's about like recognizing in your business when you're feeling stale or when you're feeling uninspired, yes. really kind of just looking around at your environment and saying like, gosh, I need to go and be in a coffee shop today or I need yes. to... Um, do whatever it is that, that fills you back up and just gives you that, uh, that feeling like, okay, I'm not so high strung right now. Yeah. So it's just training your brain to know when you're headed down that road, because mm-hmm. when you're like in that crunch or that like pinch of or that burnout, yeah. yeah, nothing's going to flow forward. So honor that and check out for whatever amount of time that you need. And, um, mm-hmm. again, like sometimes that's an investment back into your business, like, mm-hmm yeah, sure. It cost me, you know, either the gas or the train ticket or the hotel room or that, you know, splurge I needed to make. But if I felt really good after, and I was like, okay, let's do this. Then that, that. Me, that continues to move me forward. So love that. And have those again, like,
0: you know, with that kind of stuff, cause I know some people might be listening going, yeah, that's great. And everything. But my husband's going to be like, you're doing what? Well, again, have those conversations. Like this is be-, like, if, when I do these things, it helps me build my business bigger, right? Nice. Like, so I just need to have that time, and maybe it's not going to Toronto, but maybe it's going, you know, like you said, to a coffee shop for a couple hours, or going to dinner by yourself, and just, you know, whatever it is that you need to do, just have the conversation around why you need to have to do this. Don't just say I need to go to Toronto to shopping for the day, because yeah. they're going to be like, oh, what? You know, like,
1: yeah, it doesn't the time, get
0: <laughs> proposed right? that way, right? Like, you, you got to explain the, the why. I love that, yeah. um, and I and I am going to take you. I'm going to take that tip and I am going to to do the Toronto day I think that sounds amazing and just you know totally re-energize myself and do a little shopping I know for me like even just on a weekly basis is like one night a week Minimum, I have to just shut the bathroom door, fill up the bathtub, throw on the, the meditation music, light a candle, throw in some, you know, some smelly stuff into the bath and just not think or do anything for an hour and just you know, like zone out. And that's that's like my reset um, button. Yeah. Meditation is something too, but I, I'm so, I got to get better with that. <laughs> Me
1: too. But the self-care, I don't know. I think that that's like absolutely any investment you make in your business whether you're investing to go to an event or investing on a program or a training, it's the commitment of what you're going to do with it after, right? Like Mm -hmm. a day off or a day at the spa or going for a pedicure is all great and dandy. But if you're going to go home and and not jump into your business and do the things you need to do, then it's not, Mm Not an investment that was necessarily wise for your business. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you have to, no, but not <laughs> if it doesn't yeah. pour, pour some energy into where you need to serve. Then yeah, and some for some people it might be might not be
0: shopping. It might be you know going doing a crazy ass workout, or maybe it's going to spend some. I know for me too. Like I could go to a beach and just be at a beach for a bit, you know, and just be by the water. Like that's something that would would do it for me too. So it's like it doesn't have to be expensive, and it doesn't have to be you know anything crazy. It just has to what lights you up what makes what makes you feel good. Yeah, Um, Go do that for an hour uh, or two or whatever, however long you can. This has been so great. I have a couple final questions. These are kind of like one answer kind of things. And, um, and then we can, I'll I'll let you get back to your day, but this has been so good. So I want to ask you, what is one book that has changed you? We talked a lot about like, we talked about importance of personal development, how that's, Mm. um, a part of the puzzle here in network marketing. So what is one book, you know, or the first book that comes to mind that you're like, Oh yeah, it's that one.
1: Yeah, probably a pretty cliche answer right now, but I was really touched by Rachel Hollis's Girl, Wash Your Face. Yes. Simply, and I know that, you know, she's the buzzword and everything right now, but I I think what was so important about her messages is how much of everything that we want to provide or do in our life really starts with us, right? Mm -hmm. And the lies that we tell ourselves and the ability to really like, it it starts here. Um, And I think that that's relevant, whether you're just looking at starting your business or whether you've Mm been in. For a while, and you know that that next that next level is is out there, and you're maybe um, falling prey to some of those self sabotaging behaviors. That one kind of ties back into the big leap. That was a big one for me too. Oh, like, big okay, too. Like, hey, like I see why I'm I do some of these patterns or behaviors. It's because I know that next thing that I'm pushing off is there and I've hit this lid and I'm going to go back to my old patterns that keep me, keep me smaller. Yeah. yeah. So I really, I really resonate with anything that's about like it it's beginning with you, right? Like yeah. with all these tidbits and things, um, you know, whether it's like a, a new way to speak in your business or a new, new way to rise up, but it mm-hmm. always comes back to what we're willing to own. Yeah and the awareness of, of where we're shining and where we're playing a little small.
0: Yeah, I love that. The War of Art's really good for that too. It's a, all about resistance and trying to, how resistance tries to keep us safe and in our space. But it's, a, it's another oh, really good cool. The War of Art? It's called The War of Art. It's my absolute favorite book. I talk about it all the time, but it oh. is... It's entertaining because he's kind of funny, but he talks, it's all about resistance. And anytime you're stretching yourself and doing something new and trying to grow, resistance is going to show up (laughs) and it's going to do whatever it can to stop you. Um, but it, he teaches you how to, how to recognize it and how to deal with it and how to push through it. So, Oh,
1: perfect. I'm totally exactly a that good one,
0: one. one. You can add that to he
1: another audible credit. So yeah, I
0: know. Right. Audible is the best thing ever. Um, awesome. And so one last question for you, like if you had to to leave everybody with just, you know, one tip, you know, one thing to help, you know, that person who's sitting there, like just struggling going, I really want this but it's just, like you know, I just can't seem to make it work or it hasn't connected yet or whatever. Like what would be something you could say to help keep that person, that girl that just to keep moving?
1: Yeah. I think first of all, if you've ended up in this opportunity in any way, shape or form, it's because deep down you really do, do believe in helping other people. And if you can just like, set aside the stress of like a rank or hitting a goal or having to lead people and really know that you just being visible with living your best life is ultimately what people are attracted to, right? Mm. We all follow and grab our inspiration from the people that are visible with their their daily lifestyle and their daily mm. learnings. Mm. So that's like the one place that you start is just taking your company's products that you were attracted to again for a reason and just be visible with how they're making a change in your life. The business comes out of that, right? Like we have to be visible with with how we're growing. Right. So if you can, yeah, I'm just, I guess I'm going to just keep repeating. No, the same. That's, no but it's, that's awesome. so good. That's
0: so good because a lot of times people get all you know, caught up in the, I got to ask 30 people today and I got to do this and I got to do that. And it's like, just if you can just chillax and like just just be present, show up, be authentic, be you. Yeah. And let the world know what you're doing. Your tribe will come. They will eventually find you. You know. And um, if you're feeling like you don't know what to do, do you. Is that what is that? Do you boo? <laughs> Do you boo? You know, and just be real. It's so funny because I did that the other day. Um, I had an order come in of stuff that we order all the time for my family, and so the box was there, and I was like, huh. I'm gonna go on Instagram. And I'm just gonna like unbox my stuff and just talk to people about what we order in our house and why we yeah. love it. And it got such a great response, and it was fun for me to do. And and it was real. I was like, yeah, this is something we use every day in our house, and here's why. And you know, here's what my you know. And it was just fun. And and yeah. so just have fun with it. You know, at the same time. So
1: yeah, living yeah, literally living your products in the most authentic way. Right. Because yeah. Those products came to you because you had a need in your life and it is the the base of your business, right? So your tribe and your your future customers just need to have that that trust with you that you believe so deeply in them that you're willing to just teach people how you use them and how they're they're helping you. And then all the rest of that stuff is useless if you don't have that That. people that believe in you. Oh, that's amazing. And that is such a great
0: way to close out our chat because it's so true and it's just so easy to do. It's just do you, be authentic, share the world. Now, if, if uh, our listeners want to find you,
1: where are you hiding out on the socials? You're on Instagram. My Faith Place is Instagram, just at Susan Bersick. And then I do a lot of my educating in my own um, Facebook group. So if anybody, you know, is wanting to be a part of that, they can reach out. And But Instagram's my jam. That's where I love, love to get my inspiration and, and love to show up as myself as well. So That's where you do you, boo. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. And I'll
0: make sure that all gets in the show notes and stuff. Susan, this has been so great. It's been so inspiring. We've been chatting for an hour. I feel like I've known you forever. It's been wonderful. And uh, make sure we'll have to make sure we connect, do some lunch or something someday soon too.
1: I would love that. Thank yeah. you for creating this space for women to come together and, and men and share their stories and journeys. That's Personally, that's how I I get so much out of out of my learning is just hearing, hearing the stories, right? Yeah. So you That's, create a beautiful space for that to happen. You
0: keep it real here. It's just, Hey, this is how it works. Cause like you said, we said this at the beginning of the calls that sometimes people feel alone in their journeys. It's like, am I the only one suffering from this? Am I the only one going through this? It's like, Oh no, honey, we all go through that, you know? And it's like, all of a sudden you're like, okay, okay. So if everybody does this, then I, you know, I can keep going, you know? So it's what it's for. And uh, I'm just happy to be able to share you with the community. So thank you guys so much. Thank everybody for. you listening. Um, make sure you go follow Susan on Instagram and, uh, yeah, I look forward to, uh, to seeing you again soon. Hey girlfriend, thank you so much for joining me here on keeping it real with Shannon Wrecker. I hope that you found great value in today's training, but before you go, I just want to say the fact that you're here listening to this podcast speaks volumes to the commitment that you have for achieving your business goals. And I want to ask you, could you use a little more help on closing that gap from where you are to where you want to be? If so, I want to invite you to snag up my, my free video series on the top six things that I know for sure, help me crush some of the biggest goals in my business today. You can grab your very own copy at shanarecker.com. See you in the course. We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.